Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. How many of you came ready to receive something today, amen? Listen, I, got, I, I believe, I be, there's, there's, a, there's a different kind of expectation in the room today, I believe that. I felt it all throughout worship, that God is just stirring something. He's stirring up the deep within us to receive of what he wants to do. But I want you to understand that we're not just receiving so that we can be soakers and just say, this is ours, yay, this is for me. We're soaking in the things of the Lord so that we can go out and see transformation of the Lord in our city, amen? And so I encourage you just to really receive of what God is speaking today. Uh, Every year at the beginning of the year, we try, uh, I really, I I do my best to uh, seek the Lord and ask the Lord, Lord, what are you saying for our church body? You know, there's a lot of people who they just prophesy, this is the word of the Lord for 2023. And I'm concerned that many people, whenever they do that, they actually lessen the strength of the prophetic, meaning this. They begin to turn people's ears away from the prophetic because they prophesy it's just a blanket word for everybody in 2023. And I believe that God prophesies to cities, to regions, and to churches, amen? I believe that the Lord has specific things that he wants to say to different cities, for different regions, and to different churches. And I believe that the Lord has spoken to me, and I believe that as I sought him, he brought this scripture to mind. And we're going to turn there in just a few minutes. It's a familiar passage, uh, but actually what was surprising to me when I began to think back on my years of preaching and my years of teaching. I've been preaching and teaching for uh, close to uh, 12 years, 13 years now between kids, church, youth, and, and adults. And I can never remember a time that I've actually preached from this scripture, which I was shocked. And you'll be shocked probably when you hear it because a lot of people use this scripture because it's a scripture that's very easy, if if you will, to really take off on, for lack of better words. Uh, But I believe that the word of the Lord for this year, for High Praise Crestview, for us personally and for us corporately, because this is not just a personal word, and it's not just a corporate word. This is a personal and corporate word, amen? This is for both, and I'm going to show you what I mean by that in a few minutes, but I, I believe what the Lord is saying, what the Spirit, let me say this too. I told our vision team this this morning, of, you know, I try to, in these moments and seasons, whenever I'm really seeking the Lord, Lord, what are you saying? I try not to give my ear to other prophets and other people that may be speaking about things in the upcoming year, because I don't want there to be a a, uh, a muddying of the waters, and I don't want to just prophesy what someone else is prophesying. I want to prophesy what the Lord is speaking to our city, to our church, and to our family. Amen? Listen, I believe that the three words for this year is this, waiting, soaring, and running. Waiting, soaring, running. That's what we're talking about today. Waiting, soaring, and running. Open up your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. Verse 28 is where we're going to start reading. We're going to read through verse 31. Verse 28 through 31 is what we're going to I'm giving you time to get there if you're using a paper Bible. You know, I've committed myself this year. Many of us, you know, we are 
technology-driven people. So now in today's day and age, we, we use our, our, our phones for everything, and we, we use our iPads for everything. And I've committed this year to going back to a paper Bible as much as possible. And I'm not saying there's anything spiritually elite about that, okay? I'm just saying that uh, if you have your, your natural Bible, this Bible right here, uh, if you want to open that up, I'll give you a second. If you're, if you're there, shout amen. Amen, amen. Here we go. We're going to read this this morning. Isaiah 40, verses 28, says this. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. I want to stop here, pause for just a moment. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. What does that mean? That means that no matter what and how much you try to understand the way God is playing things out in your life, his understanding and his ways are unsearchable. Meaning this, his ways are higher, his, his thoughts are greater. These things that he wants to do in our life are things that are much further and much greater than anything that we can think, dare, or imagine. He wants to do greater than those things, amen? And listen, I want you to hear this, that he doesn't grow weary just when you grow weary, Just because you begin to feel weary, just because you begin to feel tired, just because you begin to feel wore out, does not mean God does. God created everything and never grows weary and knows all things. And he's moving in your behalf. Verse 29, he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. Even the young men shall utterly fall. Now it's just saying that in the natural, people get tired. Even the youngest pe- person in, even young people. I know some of y'all see the kids running around. You're like, man, I wish I had that energy. I don't know if any other dads have ever said that in their life. But I know I have. Man, I wish I had that energy like my six-year-old. Yeah, I did too. But y'all see them running around. Eventually, what happens is when they get home, guess what happens? <laughs> they sleep. They faint. They grow weary because everyone does that. But verse 31 gives us a great promise. It says this. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew. That word renew, you know what the word renew means? It literally means this, to make new again. So he will make new again their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let's pray this morning. Father, I thank you for this word. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you speak what you want spoken today. Let this be a prophetic word. Let it not just be a a logos, but Lord, let it be a rhema to us today. Let it be a now word, a timely word, a kairos moment word for us as a church body. And so, Lord, I just give you all the glory, honor, and praise and ask you to speak now in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. I believe that this is a year that the Lord is making you stronger and renewing the strength you may have lost in 2022. You know, when you look back on 2022, there's probably moments and times that you can think of that go, man, I felt tired in these moments. I felt weary in these moments. How many of you be honest enough to say in this church today that there's some of you that were coming out of 2022 and the first day of 2023, you woke up and you said, it doesn't feel any different. I'm still tired. Anybody be honest enough to, still, to say that I'm still going through some things? You know what? Listen, listen. God is not moved by our time. He's not on our time. Like, 
We don't say, God, get on my schedule. We say, we're going to get on your schedule, okay? And so just because 11, when the clock struck 12 and one second or 12 on January 1, midnight, it didn't just all of a sudden change and I all of a sudden have strength. No, but I do believe this. I do believe that the beginning stages of this year, because I just I see this prophetically, that the beginning stages of this year is a season of waiting. Now, some of us are going, are you serious? I've been waiting a long time, Pastor. Now, I believe that the beginning of this year is waiting, but it's not waiting in the way that you've been waiting. There's a new kind of waiting, and it's a waiting, meaning this, a reloading, a renewing kind of waiting. Many of us are waiting while working, but the but I believe that the Lord is calling us to wait on him and be renewed by him so that we can have strength for the, for the rest of this year. I mean, God knows that as, as humans, we like to take matters into our own hands and follow our own human strategy, which, if we're honest in this room, tends to fail us and disappoint us. Anybody in this room be honest enough to say, Pastor, I'm someone who just takes everything in my own hands. I am very, I'm going to, by golly, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get it done. We don't wait on anything. I'm going to tell on somebody in this room real quickly. Pastor Chelsea, I'd love the couch tonight, by the way. It's a great place to sleep. <laughs> uh, Pastor Chelsea said she'll let me in the bed just because it's too cold outside and I don't run the heat. Years ago, we were getting a new car. We were getting a, a Nissan Rogue. And um, she loved the Nissan Rogue. She wanted that Nissan Rogue right then. Right there, even if it wasn't the interior she wanted. But because it was on the lot at the moment, we purchased that Nissan Rogue. We bought it. She really wanted the dark interior, but we ended up with the light interior. Now, she got the black exterior like she wanted. It was beautiful. We loved that car. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean anything bad about this in the way of this, but I want you to hear this. I believe that sometimes we just want what we want then, there, and now that we settle for something that isn't really what our heart's desire even is. But because it shows, but because it shows a resemblance, it shows a resemblance of what we want or desire. Huh? Hello? But just because it shows a resemblance, we go, I'll take it. It's fine. It'll do. Good enough for gospel, right? It, it, it'll do. We'll, just, we'll, we'll take it as is right now. Listen, the Lord does not want you to settle. He wants you to wait. He does not want you to settle. He wants you to wait. And settling is much different than waiting. Settling means you got what you got, and now you're settled with it. Waiting means I'm going to posture myself in a place to wait for the right moment in time for God to open the divine doors for me to step in to what my heart's desire is. Listen, God, the Bible says that God will grant you the desires of your heart. It says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And part of the problem, see, that's waiting on the Lord. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If I put God first and seek him first, I'm waiting on him. And then because of that, he'll give me strength. He'll give me provision. He'll give me the things that I'm praying for. He'll give me the petitions of my heart. And all these things, it says, will be added unto you. Stop settling and start waiting. 2022, a lot of, we, a lot of us settled for things. But the Lord's saying in 2023, wait on some things. He's putting a hand in your chest and saying, wait, son. Wait, daughter, it's not time. Don't settle for that person. 
Don't settle for that. Don't settle for that upgrade. Don't settle for that promotion. Don't settle for that job. Don't settle for that payout. Don't settle for that blessing. Wait on the Lord, and he's going to provide. Amen? Now, now, now uh, this, we obviously see the scripture as a call or an exhortation to wait upon him and have faith in him. Waiting is often seen as a difficult task for most people during challenging times. Anybody just love to wait? No, nobody just loves to wait. This word, y'all are already like, <sighs> serious right now. I want to be exhorted this morning, not told to wait like a child. You're a child of God, Wait. <laughs> Sometimes we get frustrated because things seem too slow or feel like God just doesn't care about me because we see somebody else get a blessing. Oh, God doesn't care about me. Listen, there's a perfect timing for everything, and God knows the timing of that. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes, amen? Uh, But some of us would rather take what we can get now and be disappointed than wait on the Lord and be fulfilled. And oftentimes your lack of fulfillment is directly tied to your lack of ability to wait. Let me say that again. Oftentimes your lack of fulfillment is directly tied to your lack of ability to wait. Waiting in this context simply means this, trusting in God fully. Having faith in God despite the situation or circumstance you are faced with. It means having confidence in God that whatever he has said in his word concerning you or the challenge that you're facing, he will bring everything to pass. And I don't doubt that. He will bring everything. That's what waiting on the Lord means here. I believe that he's promising victory for those who wait on the Lord. I believe he's promising every good thing for those that wait upon the Lord. Isaiah 40, 31 is really about trusting the inexhaustible strength and power of God. I want you to understand this today. If you're under the sound of my voice, if you're listening to this, I want you to understand this. And you may want to write this down. And this just may need to be an, an anthem for you this year. Because sometimes I believe that we get so confused and so frustrated in moments that we forget the simple truth of this. God's promises are irreversible. I'm going to say that again. Somebody needs to hear that in this room today. I believe that. That God's promises are irreversible. Meaning this, if he said something, he will perform it. The Bible says it like this. His promises are yes and amen. Do you know what that means? It means... Yes, God's going to do it, and amen means so be it. So that means that they are, yes, God's going to do it, and so be what was just said. It will be so done in your life. God's not someone who's just dangling a carrot in front of your face saying, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, and lead you so far and then leave you stranded. If he said something, he'll perform it, amen? Now, this is also what it means by those who wait upon the Lord. Y'all just stay with me. I'm laying some groundwork this morning. Amen? This is what it means. It means resting in God by allowing him to take charge, believing that he is sufficient and powerful. When you trust in him, you must be strong in faith to contend with your foes or trials to get triumph. But to understand waiting, we first have to understand this. Time. You cannot, you cannot properly wait unless you fully understand time. And some of you are like, well, I went to first and second grade. I understand time. But that's not what I'm talking about. Because I said this a moment ago, God is not on our time. He is not on our time schedule. Okay? How many have ever been to Disney World? Anybody ever been to Disney World before? Or Universal Studios? Maybe Bush Gardens? I think most of these places have this. They have something called wait times. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Wait times. And um, oftentimes, I believe, <laughs> I believe that if we could see our wait time on the way to our promise, we would probably walk away from it sometimes. 
You know, like, that's when we go to Disney World, we're really, we're like, we're spoiled a little bit because we go pretty often. We go a few times a year because we keep annual passes for our family. It's just a family trip getaway. It's only, you know, it's five and a half hour drive. And for some of you, it's like three hours because y'all are, you know, but, uh, you know, it's five and a half, six hour drive for us. And, uh. More like eight hours because of all the potty breaks and everything, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, and by the way, those potty breaks are because of me, not because of the kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll be in Disney and we'll be like, okay, kids, uh, we got two days here. We're going to hit as much as we can. You know, we're just a quick family getaway. We don't have a whole week we can spend here. So what, what do you all really want to do? And we prioritize those wait times. But if I'm honest, there are some times I'm like, 120 minutes for Pirates of the Caribbean? No! <laughs> Let's find something else, kids. Come on. Oh, don't you really love this ride a lot? These places, they have wait times, though. And uh, Disney has a thing called Genie Pass, which is something you pay extra for. Let me just say this. Like, you can't pay God extra to get your blessing faster. <laughs> like, well, Lord, if I just give you more money, Lord. No, that's not how it works. Well, if, if I just, you know, if, if I just maybe go clean the toilets of the church a few extra times, then maybe, then God, you'll just, you'll bring it faster. You can't pay God extra to bring your promise to pass quicker, okay? What you can do is be faithful in every season, and then God does that and works things for the good of those who love him. I believe that, but I want you to understand this. To understand waiting, we have to understand time. We are on chronos time, which means this. The word chronos means exact, okay? So right now, it is exactly because, you know, my my. Apple Watch, because the world runs on Apple, is 11.16. Is 11.16. That's the exact time. To God, it is not 11.16 right now, because he's on a totally different time schedule. He's not bound by time, but rather uses kairos time, kairos moments, which means this, the appointed time in the purpose of God. Okay? Kronos is exact, but Kairos is appointed time in the purpose of God. To help you better understand time, let me do it like this for you. God is not bound by time because he created time. Meaning, he can, I just want to say this, he can bend time, he can change time, he can do better than share, and he can turn back time. <laughs> yes, got it in there. He, he, he can, he literally can turn back time. He can restore the years, the scripture talking about, that the cankerworm, the caterpillar, and the locust have stolen from you, is what the scripture says. He literally can restore and turn back time. He can change times. There's appointed perfect times. So I want you to understand this, that God's perfect timing requires us to do two things, okay? One, it does this. It requires us to grow our faith as we are forced to wait and trust in God. It forces us and, and, and to grow our faith because we are, have to wait and trust in God. And number two, it makes certain that, and this is, I love this one, it makes certain that he alone gets the glory and praise for pulling us through into purpose. If we wait on him and it's done in his strength, we can't take glory for it. That's what I love about the testimony I gave this morning in, 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 uh, in our offering time about when I look around and I look at this church and see all the things that God's done. When I look around and I see the worship team and how it's grown and how incredible it's growing and continues to grow. No, I'll be honest with you. We can't take glory for that. Obviously, God has to have vessels that he works through, okay? But 
we have an understanding of this. We're just here to do things. <laughs> like, we're just here to work and do what God has called us to do. And because of that, people are being saved, changed, delivered, healed, restored. You know, it, you know we were t- talking to Matt um, this week a little bit. We've got, I got to spend a little bit of time with him as we were practicing with them. And, you know, Matt was talking about how even with Eli, Eli playing bass was a prophetic it was a prophetic thing. It was a prophetic word that came over his life that, we, that they began to see as a family. They got to see fulfillment and are seeing fulfillment, are living in the fulfillment of God. Because the, one of the few, first few services they were here, they were sitting right over here somewhere. And Pastor Chelsea called them out and began to prophesy over Eli and began to prophesy, you know, Eli, I see you playing a musical instrument and so on and so forth. And I see that God's going to use your hands to, to fight and, and, and to worship and so on and so forth. And, and, uh, um, and now look, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done in prophetic fulfillment. That's not because of Pastor Chelsea and I. It's just because that we've been doing what the Lord's called us to do, and now God gets all the glory for it. Praise God, great things he is doing, amen? Now, and you know what? Let me go a little further back for you for that testimony real quickly. That's because we waited on the Lord. That's because we waited on the Lord. We didn't jump ahead when we could have. And be honest with you, there was times and seasons in Pastor Chelsea and I's life, we were ready to jump ahead, meaning there was things that we were done with. Okay, yeah, we, 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 we loved where we were, but we knew it wasn't everything that God had for us. And, you know, when, when you're in that waiting season, it's sometimes called transition, which Pastor Roberts always called it this, hell. <laughs> Y'all know, if anybody's ever went through transition, you know what I'm talking about. It feels like hell. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, you literally feel like you are in hell. Like, what in the world is going on, okay? Everything just, there's frustration. There's, there's irritability that's going on inside you. And you're just like, you know, I'm ready to move on to the next thing. When you feel that way, just know that you're in the right season of waiting right now. Like, that, that, that's so comforting to hear, isn't it? <laughs> like, you're in that season of waiting. I'm frustrated when well, you're waiting. I'm irritable. I'm, you're, you're waiting right now. The Lord has you waiting right now you know pastor chelsea and i we waited in the lord the lord we got prophetic words over our life and the lord opened up doors of opportunity for us to transfer to high praise crestview and launch here and do what god is doing and now because of that god answers other prayers and sends other people for their prayers to be answered it's like a snowball effect it's a momentum which i'll be preaching on that soon because that's nothing i really feel about this year's is a year of great momentum but, but uh, uh, it, it, there's like a momentum that begins to take place, a snowball effect that begins to take place, and God begins to do it, and God alone gets the glory, amen? The psalmist said it like this in Psalm 31, 15. I can already tell you, I'm not going to get to running today, both physically and spiritually. <laughs> the psalmist said it like this, my times are in your hands. I love the way he said that. My times... Because oftentimes we like to give God one time. (laughs) But he says, my times are in your hands. And I love that because it's saying that all my times, all my things that are going on, everything I have, Lord, it's in your hands. And you do what you want to do. 
And at the right time, God will provide your need. I believe that. At the right time, whenever you wait on the Lord, God will deliver you. At the right time, when you wait on, upon the Lord, God will rescue you. At the right time, when you wait upon, at the, at the appointed season and the appointed time, at that Kairos moment, that Kairos time, God will restore to you. At that Kairos moment, that Kairos time, God will bring revival in your families. At that Kairos season and that Kairos time, God will do what only he can do. And it won't be because of your work. It'll be because of God working within you. Amen. But listen to me. Waiting requires discipline. Waiting requires discipline not to run ahead. The thought, though, for many of us, if we think about it, you know, uh, how many of you in um, 2023, maybe you've made a health goal, like you want to get stronger, you want to be able to run further, you want to be able to do more reps. Anybody in here? I, I, Big Kev, you need to slow down back there, sir, okay? I call Big Kev by that. He's jacked. I'm like, just stop. You're making us all look bad, okay? I'm only 30, okay? Uh, uh, but, but some of us made, may have made those goals this year that we want to get stronger. You know, in the natural, it's those who are working that get stronger. Everything in the kingdom is upside down. <laughs> like the way we think things should be done, most of the time the kingdom's like, no, nope, it's actually like this. So in the natural, those who work get stronger. In the spirit, those who wait get stronger. Those in the natural who work get stronger. Those in the spiritual, and I'm not, I, I'll get to this in a second. Those in the spirit, those who wait get renewed strength. That does not mean that waiting doesn't require any working. Okay, I gave the prophetic, the, the, the testimony of Eli playing. You know, Eli, I, I bet you Eli had to go get a base. You have to go get Eli a base? Yeah, had to go get Eli a base. Eli, did you have to practice? Yeah, Eli had to practice. And Eli had to, had to uh, dedicate himself to learning that instrument, to learning, to playing. But there's a grace that is there, a, or we say this, a strength that is there in those moments whenever you are waiting on the Lord, meaning the Lord is guiding your steps into the things that he's calling you to do in those moments. That doesn't mean there's never frustration, but it does mean this, that he'll make you strong enough to pull through into it. So just because you're waiting doesn't mean you're never working. There's still going to be some work, that there's some things to do, amen? Waiting means living a disciplined life, living a disciplined life. When we live that kind of life, we don't wear ourselves out trying to make things happen. We rest in his strength, therefore continuously renewing ours. If we don't wait on God, though, okay, and run ahead, our energy will be exhausted and we will become weary. And we'll also be signing up for frustration and failure. If we decide to run ahead, do our own thing, your energy will be exhausted, you're going to become weary, and you're signing up for frustration and failure. Whenever we wait upon the Lord, the scripture says that he'll renew our strength. God restores and replenishes us when we wait on him. How many of you um, have some sort of phone of some sort? Uh, my, my phone has wireless charging. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, that means whenever I go to bed at night um, or my battery is low, you know what I go do? I just go set it down and let it rest. Now... Whenever I just let this rest, you know what I can't do anymore? Be distracted by things that are going on. I can't be distracted by things that are going on on my phone. I get text all throughout church. Y'all believe this mess? And people texting me. No, I'm just playing. And some of you, no, I'm just playing. 
I, I, I can't be distracted by my phone. I can't be distracted by social media. I can't wear my mind out because I, it, it's resting. And whenever you rest, you get recharged just like your phone. I'm preaching about a phone this morning. We, we, we recharge ourselves whenever we just rest. And I believe this right here. I believe that the Lord, because, because once, you, once you pick it up, what do you do? You go back to work. And there's work that has to be done. But wait, it's starting to feel a little bit low. I need renewed strength. I rest again. Lord, just help me today. Lord, give me strength today. See, because we, we, we got we to pray and ask the Lord of the things. Lord, open up divine doors of opportunity. Lord, open up the things that you want done in my life today. And now I go out and I work and I'm going to work and I'm going to work. And then the Lord says, go rest again. And I rest and I wait because I can't, I can't use it unless it's had some waiting times. And I believe the Lord wants to use you. Amen. How many believe the Lord wants to use you? Listen, you did not get saved just so you can get on the rapture bus and go see, fly, I'll fly away, by and by, oh glory, I'll fly away when I die. Hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Listen, uh, God bless, you know, that song, but th- that's not why we're here. I did not get saved. Just so, if you got saved just so you could go meet Jesus, you got saved for the wrong reasons. I want to meet Jesus. I want, I want to worship forever in eternity. But beyond that, I want to see the kingdom of God established here on earth as it is in heaven. That is the commission that he gave to his disciples. To go into all the world. Make disciples of all nations. Not sit on your blessed assurance at your country club church. Get your little message in. Go to work 9 to 5. And then go back to church. And then then back to church. You got saved to see other people saved and brought into the kingdom out of darkness into his marvelous light. So the reason you're waiting is so that you can go and do something. Amen. I'm sorry if I offended you and you wanted to just sit around and do nothing the rest of your life. That is not the call of the kingdom, baby. All right. We're going into all the world, making disciples of all nations. We're casting out demons. We're seeing the sick healed, the dead raised. We're seeing healings at McDonald's. Amen. Y'all, y'all whoo, pastor, a little far there. Whew. McDonald's. Even the meat's dead there. <laughs> We're going to all the world. Amen. And now my iPad's messed up. Praise God. Let's see where I'm going to go. It's 1130. I got three more hours. Let's go. Here we go. <laughs> That's right. We're all, Ms. Donna said, we're all on Kairos time right now. Y'all just forget. We're going to have an offering for phones, watches, and iPads right here at the front. <laughs> Let's go to this real quickly. I want to preach on the season to soar real quickly, and then we're going to jump to running next week. Because we ain't going to sort it. We, we ain't going to run today. Some of you might when you get home, but not this morning. <sighs> Praise God. Hmm. I believe that, I may not get to all of this, because I want to let you guys out at a reasonable time. Uh, I believe that this year, though, is not just a season of waiting. It's also a season of soaring. Now, this is the difference. I believe that waiting is both corporate word and personal word. Okay? I believe that's for, for both. 
And I believe that this church, we really truly have been in a season of waiting. There's been a lot of things that we've been waiting on. And we've been waiting to do. And, you know, you know, there's a lot of things that we are doing this year that's different. Like, we're, y'all may think, well, that seems really small. But launching the Church Center app, Pastor Chelsea's worked tirelessly on making sure all of this was running and making sure all of it's flowing smoothly. And we still got more of it. It's going to take everything into one place. And one of the reasons we're doing that is because, I'm already going to preach on next week, but it's okay. Uh, one of the reasons we're doing that is because a, few, a couple months back, I was in here and I was straightening chairs and just praying. And I was probably, I think I was about... Somewhere right over here. I think it was about where the Salinas's are sitting back there. And I was getting the stick down, the measuring stick at the time, and measuring the chairs and praying, praying over the chairs. And I heard the Lord say so clearly, get ready for growth. And I began to weep in this room and just began to cry. And not because I'm sad. <laughs> like, oh, no, you know. <laughs> ah, you know. <laughs> Uh, it was is a weeping of, praise God, what you what you're gonna do, Lord. Lord here, it was the, the one of those moments like here, I, here am I send me. Here am I send me, Lord. And one of the reasons that we're doing some of these things and we're enacting some of these things because we're preparing for what we believe God is gonna do. So there's been preparation in the waiting. And we're locked and loaded, and we're ready to run. And we're talking about it next week. I mean, I'm about to run right now. But we're, we're going we're gonna to run, amen? But I want to talk to you real quickly per, about personal, about your personal, what I believe the Lord's personally saying about many of you in this room today. So the Bible says, the mount up, they will mount up with wings like eagles. This means this, that every child of God will be lifted and sustained by his spirit. The scripture says, not by my mind, not by my power, but by, by my spirit, says the Lord. It's not, by, it's not by my own might. It's not by my own power, but it's by his spirit. So not by might, not, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So I believe that in 2023, 20, this is going to be a season to soar for many of you. I believe personally it's a season to soar for many of you. And I want to show you what that means real quickly. And give me about 10 more minutes. Some of you all pulling your hair out, but it's okay. It means this. Okay, listen. You know, if you've ever seen an eagle before, which you see up on the screen up there, uh, they're large birds, and the way that they move through the landscape is primarily by soaring, which is a style of flying where they hold their wings outward and rarely flap. They rarely flap, saving them a considerable amount of energy. Eagles do not have to use their own energy to soar they ride on the wind to soar. I believe that the Lord is saying that to you today, that you're not going to have to flap and make it happen. The Lord says, I'm going to create a wind that you're going to soar on. There's going to be a wind that, that I give you, a wind of my spirit, a fresh wind, where, there's, where it's felt just stagnant, and it's felt like there's been nothing, no kind of moving of my spirit. I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, I am blowing in your life once again. A fresh wind of my Holy Spirit. A fresh wind of my power, says the Lord. So the Lord says, surely no, this day, just stretch out your wings. Begin to stretch out your hands, says the Lord. And the Lord says, I will sustain you, and you will ride on my spirit. And the Lord says, I will carry you to where you need to go. I will carry you to the places you need to be, and I will sustain you all the way there, says the Spirit of the Lord. Amen? Listen, this is, this is a prophetic message. I'm going to kind of, we're, we're out of preaching and prophesying here. Now, I, you know, I, I can tell you that, that, that they, once again, they, they, 
they just save their energy and just ride on the things they're having. I tell you that I believe you aren't going to have to make things happen. I don't believe this church is going to have to make things happen. We're going to ride on a spirit and what he's doing. Just let God do it. Look at somebody say, let God do it. Let God do it, yeah. When I'm actively flowing in the purpose of God, I'm not flapping, I'm soaring. Some of us, we, we got a lot of flappers. Not flapper girls, flappers. But the Lord's calling us to be soarers. Soarers means this. We are flowing in the purpose of God, the promises of God. My gifting, my ability, my talents. You know, everybody has a place in the body of Christ. I believe that this year, Eli's coming into that soaring season because he's finding a place in his purpose. One of his purposes is to be an excellent musician for the kingdom of God. Eli's beginning to soar. He's not having to flap. He's beginning to soar. Amen? I believe God's doing that in your life, too. You're going to find a place. You're going to begin to soar in those places. Amen? I'm doing, but I'm not working because God's grace and anointing is on me. That's, that's the difference right there. Now, I'm going to give you real quickly, real, real quickly, praise God, four benefits of soaring, okay? Four benefits of soaring. Y'all with me? Y'all, y'all stick with me, and then we're going to close this. We're going to close it out. Number one, as you soar, you get a better perspective. As you soar, you get a better perspective. An eagle is a bird that can go above 30,000 feet above sea level. 30,000 feet above sea level is as as high uh, as they can fly. I believe that you're going to be a high flyer like eagles. This is what we ought to be. We are to fly above every mountain, every obstacle, every challenge, every trial, every tribulation. I believe that God is going to sustain us by his spirit and give us a fresh wind and power to fly over those things. Amen. Because listen, when you fly over those things, it gives you this, a higher perspective, or we could say this, heaven's perspective. When we wait upon the Lord, he will lift you to heavenly places and give you his vision and insight on what to do when faced with these problems and situations. It's not that you won't face them. It's that God will give you insight and wisdom on how to face them, which is heaven's perspective. Amen. And then from that, you can overcome. So we receive heaven's perspective whenever we begin to soar. Number two is this, accelerated speed. Accelerated speed. I did not know this. An eagle can fly as fast as 270 plus miles per hour in short bursts. And I found it incredible that short bursts. Eagles don't just fly. They're not flying steadily at 270 miles per hour. You know what they have? They have seasons where they're kind of slow. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, they take off. Like a Pentecostal in a church. (laughs) Just watch the wig. Don't let it come off too. (laughs) The toupee. Um, They they, kind of have these slow seasons, but the, the really fast moments are done in spurts. They only happen in just like moments. It's a quick, gets up to speed and then slows back down. And I found that interesting because I I feel like that pertains to us. And probably many of you over the past years, you have felt like I'm just barely moving. Anybody ever felt like like that over the past year or so? Barely moving. The great thing about God is that he can bring a wind that takes you from there to there like that. You can go from prison to prime minister like that, right? You can go from broken to healed like that. You can go from ashes to beautiful like that. You can go from mourning to dancing just like that. 
It just takes one moment of God's spirit to cause you to soar faster and make up for lost time that you've been. I know you've been traveling at five miles per hour, but all it takes is one moment of 270 plus miles per hour, and you're further ahead than what you could have done by yourself. You would have only been here had you done by your own might, but God in his great glory and power takes you from here to here like that because he can do that. It's an accelerated speed that can take place. Amen? Number three is this. Y'all still with me? We're coming too close. I promise you. Number three is this. Your enemy comes crashing down. When you soar, your enemy is going to come crashing down. When an eagle is chased by an enemy, once again, I learned a lot of things about this because I never studied eagles except for probably like in fifth grade or something, you know? Uh, but I began to study this. Is when an eagle's chased by an enemy, I don't know if anybody else maybe knows this, it actually heads towards the sun. It heads towards the sun. Why does it do that? Because it can, high, it can fly higher than the enemy that's chasing it. And what happens is, is it begins to fly higher towards the sun. The, in, the, the enemy that's going after it cannot take the heat any longer. And it has to literally turn around and go back. And I believe that over you this year that many of you, as you begin to grow in that relationship with the Lord, as you begin to, go, to accelerate higher into higher things, become closer to Jesus, become closer to the Heavenly Father, as you begin to draw nigh unto Him, I fully believe that your enemy is going to run in terror because it can't stand in the presence of Almighty God. James 4, 7 says it like this, Submit to the Lord. You know, whenever you're submitted to something or someone, you're normally a little bit closer to that. There's a submission. So submit to the Lord. And it says on the back end, resist the devil and he will flee from you. I'm going to give you another scripture, Deuteronomy 28, 7. The Lord will grant, will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. I believe that this year as you begin to mount up with wings as eagles and you begin to soar, I believe that as you draw closer to Jesus, your enemy, whatever is chasing you, is going to run away and will be destroyed in your midst. Amen? The voices of the enemy, the lies of the devil, the accuser of the brethren, the people that have been out to get you. I'm not saying that the person's going to die. I'm saying that the spirit on them that's been chasing you has got no chance but to stay far from you. Amen? We're fighting not against flesh and blood. Amen? Number four is this. Last one. Last thing. Spiritual discernment. So we're going to have this year, I believe, this is personally, once again, remember, this is not necessarily corporate church where this is you personally, what you're going to walk in. I believe this over you. I'm prophesying this over you today. You're going to get a per better perspective. You're going to have an accelerated speed. Your enemy is going to come crashing down, and you're going to have spiritual discernment. Ms. Donna, if you'll come play. An eagle's eyes is eight times sharper than that of a man. When you put your confidence in God, I believe that your spiritual eyes will be sharp as you mount up with wings as eagles. Which means this, God will give you eyes and ears to discern what is good and what is of him and what is not of him. God will give you eyes and will give you sensings of the doors to walk through and the doors to stay far from. God will give you eyes and ears on how to minister to that family member that you've been believing for. And when it's time to speak to them about the things of the Lord, and whenever they just need to talk about random things in life, I believe that God's going to give you spiritual discernment this year like never before. And some of you already kind of walk in that gifting of discernment. And I'm, I'm just prophesying this year it's going to be accelerated and it's going to be greater than years past. 
And I believe that you're going to be able to give counsel. I, I just, I sense in this room, I'm going to prophesy this real quickly. This is what I sense. I sense the Lord is going to open up some doors for those of you that, you know, you know that your spiritual gifting is discernment. I sense in this room right now that the Lord's saying, I'm going to open up some doors for you to discern some things for even political figures and business owners. I don't know who that's for this morning, but there's somebody in here and maybe multiple people that you have that gifting of discernment. You know that's, that's on you. And the Lord says, I'm accelerating it this year and I'm opening up doors and opportunities. And the Lord says, when that door opens, don't run from it and fret from it but Lord says walk right into it and Lord says I know you're gonna you might feel a little bit of concern and you might feel a little bit of trepidation about it but the Lord says I've got your back and Lord says I will illuminate your eyes in those moments I'll illuminate the eyes of your understanding says the spirit of the Lord and Lord says you will give heaven's perspective to them and you will help those walk into greater blessing. You'll help those walk into greater triumph. And you'll help those walk into greater victory, says the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. I mean, do y'all receive this this morning? Will you stand up to your feet today? I just want you to stand up to your feet. And if you will, will you lift your hands to the Lord? I want to pray over us before we leave today. I believe that this really is a, a Kairos word for us personally, corporately. I believe this this morning. Come on, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word today. Holy Spirit, I thank you. You've spoken. I thank you that your words have come forth. Thank you that your word has come forth in power and might and changed hearts, minds, souls, and bodies. I thank you, Lord, you've illuminated purpose to us today. I thank you, God, that you've illuminated prophetic promises to us today. And, Lord, we thank you that we will wait on you and you will renew our strength. And today, Lord, we thank you for a fresh wind. We just declare that and prophesy right now. Fresh wind of your spirit, not just in the church, but, Lord, in our cars. Let a fresh wind begin to blow. In our households, let a fresh wind begin to flow. In our families, let a fresh wind begin to flow. In our workplaces, let a fresh wind begin to flow. Wherever we go, God, let your wind be with us so we can ride upon the wind of your spirit and do what you've called us to do. Lord, we don't want to work just to work, but, Lord, we want to work effectively. And we know that effective work requires waiting on you. And then from there, we can soar into purpose and what you've called us to do. So, God, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise that you're due. In Jesus' name, we thank you for what you've done, you're doing, you're going to do. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Will you give God one more hand clap of praise today? Amen.